Hey wrestling fans, welcome to another episode of the Ultimate One Wrestling Report. I am your host, Ultimate One, coming to you live from a cloudy New York City. Um, I hope you guys had a good weekend. Today is Monday, July 8th. I'm thinking January, I don't know why. But July 8th um, is cloudy, it's not that hot. This past weekend it was humid, hot. It was annoying. I hope you guys enjoy your weekend, wherever you at, and I hope you had a good time. I mean, I, I for one was a very busy guy looking at um, these events um, that happened over the weekend, which was the G1 Climax live from Dallas. It was the start of the A block for the G1 Climax for New Japan Pro Wrestling, and then last night that Impact had the show which was Snativersary 17. So that show was pretty good. I mean, I was very surprised uh, of what's going on with Impact. And I've been for the last couple of weeks complaining, but we'll get to that in a moment. Um, I also have a YouTube channel called Ultimate One Wrestling News. It's been going on for six weeks. I have videos there on my opinions and stuff that has happened the last couple of weeks i just put one up this past saturday um you can check it out again ultimate one wrestling news you could subscribe to the channel hit that notification bell give me a thumbs up leave your comments and your opinions on the stuff that i'm talking about also i have facebook instagram twitter same name ultimate one wrestling news you can see all my stuff there and if you want you could join um and you can see what i post there every day i put news that's happening around the world of professional wrestling um first of all um before i start talking about the g1 climax and all that crazy stuff and the anniversary over the weekend as we know um, number one in the WWE world Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson decided to sign a five year deal with the WWE which means they are going to end their career with WWE I personally find it very stupid which means show me you don't care about the profession about wrestling anymore you're just going to show up get paid and that's it I mean I'm not trying to diss them but let's be realistic once this club storyline ends, what are they going to be doing? Are they going to put them back to what they were doing and catering, not showing up? Because to be realistic, WWE does not care of the tag team scene. The only thing I could see that could happen is that Paul Heyman changes everything. And what I mean everything is everything. Not McMahon sticking his nose, putting his little finger to mess up the storyline. I'm talking about everything. If you leave it to Paul Heyman, he will make it happen. I could see the club being the biggest heel. I could even see the, uh, the Undisputed Era being brought up to Raw and feuding with um, the club, which will be a very interesting storyline. But is Triple H willing to sacrifice that group that's doing so well in NXT to bring them up? Appear. I mean, McMahon calls the shots. But let's be realistic, you know. Also, in the WWE news, Maria Kanellis pretty much explaining why she signed a um, 
a five-year deal because she said that she started in WWE and this is where she want to be at and this makes it it's good for her family. Um, let's be realistic, Maria. You, you ain't, you never was a good wrestler when you was with WWE the first time, and you're not a good wrestler now. So you just say you're collecting a check, and then your husband right now is gonna be the one who's gonna suffer because he's gonna get the blunt of everything. So, you know, which is retarded, but it is what it is. Um, so in that front. It is what it is, like I say, but I don't know. I just like pretty. I'm pretty much done with with the WWE and the nonsense. You know, um, the fact that they're bringing in Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff, two guys that they put out of business, and now they're asking for the favor. It's like dancing with the devil, you know. So it's that's the way I look at it. Um, but. Uh, Everything should be good coming up maybe after the at the SummerSlam maybe. Um who knows? I mean you can only hope. You can only hope that it happens, you know? So but I'm hold on one sec, I'm trying to load up here my my um my tablet. I'm trying to get information here about something. Um, also over the weekend in case you guys didn't hear and future future stars of wrestling and then it happened in I believe it was in Vegas Killer Cross one of my favorite heels was in that car in that event actually and John Moxley shows up at future stars of wrestling and gets into the face of Killer Cross they end up having a match and to top it off um, it ended up in no contest they ended up beating up everybody in the um, in every security guard in there that try to stop them from fighting and they ended up fighting uh, beating up everybody and all of a sudden Scarlett Bordeaux shows up now going crazy I don't know what's her her gig with um with Killer Cross but it's, it's a good sign because now Killer Cross um he wrestled last night in the in the uh anniversary but I don't know what's gonna be his status because I know he wants to leave um so I don't know what's gonna happen with him if he ends up in AEW you could best believe you'll see a John Mockley and Killer Cross match and maybe a hardcore match that will be sick because I know um these guys will take it to the next level um but yeah, that's that. That's what happened. Also, Damian Sandow is planning to come back to wrestling, as you well know. Um, he will be. He's. I think he's up. Um, I believe he is already signed for a show. Um, so uh, I know Sean Spears also was supposed to be in some independent show, and AEW pulled him out because they said that he needed for show to photo shoot. But then. Um, apparently, um, the independent, um, wrestling company was saying, you know, now we got that bad end of the deal because, you know, because of wrestling, the way it changes, everybody's on contract, but at the end, AEW let him, gave him the clearance for him to go and pretty much, you know, go and 
play with them, I guess you could say. He's gonna be, he's gonna show up at the uh, show. This I believe is this Friday. I'm, I could be wrong, but but that's that's what it is. Um. Also, let me see more. Let me see what other news I got here that may some of you guys may not. Also, Jacob Fatu won the Major League Wrestling World Heavyweight Title by defeating Tom Lawler at the Kings of the Coliseum. This happened over the weekend. Um, so a lot of things going on over the weekend that many people don't know about. And, you know, this is something, you know. And also there was rumors around that, um, that John Moxley, uh was to, was to, uh, he signed with AEW that he had something in his contract where he could opt out within after the year and he could come back to WWE. It's funny because that's, I'm, I'm known WWE is the one spreading that rumor because they want to let their fans believe oh he's coming back moxley is not coming back why will he go leave go to the g1 climate tournament go to aew go back to the cage that he claimed that he was you know caught up with uh, i don't understand it um there are also events coming up and one event is Mahan mayhem and that's happening july 21st and you're gonna have a world tag team title match New York City Street Fight, the Gorillas of Destiny defended the ROH World Tag Team Championship against the Briscoes, and I believe also Jay Lethal, Matt Taven, and I believe Alex Shelley is going to be involved in that. Also, House of Glory, for those who are in the New York area, High Intensity 8, the last time you will see the Young Bucks in an independent show, it will be in this show, House of Glory, High Intensity at the New York City Arena in Jamaica, New York. In Jamaica, Queens, you're going to see Private Party against the Young Bucks. I believe uh, Scott Hall will be there. Uh, who else I heard is going to be there? It, it's going to be a good... I've been to a House of Glory show before. Um, LAX will be there. Um, so, they, they, their shows are good. Their shows are really good. They're in a few with Combat Zone Wrestling and... And that looks like a like something that you know um it's gonna push it also rosemary is sticking with impact so she's not going anywhere uh she says creativity is far more valuable than an overwhelming bank account so you see what i'm talking about a lot of people don't care about money they only care about performing in a wrestling way so that pretty much uh, you know tells you what's going on and it will be right back after this if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain it's free there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on spotify apple Podcasts, and many more you can make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back. Um, we're back in New York City in my ultimate world. And we're back to talk about the two shows that happened um, this weekend with the G1 Supercar uh, 
not supercar. I keep calling it supercar. G1 Climax. Uh, the start of the A bracket in Dallas. And um, the match matches were ready to go. And the show started with Rapongi 3K versus the Gorilla Destiny. This match was not, and I repeat, was not for the IWGP Tag Team titles. This match was pretty good. I mean, I was surprised that a junior heavyweight tag team was going against the Gorillas. Gorillas are the heavyweight champs. Um, this match, pretty good, pretty solid. Gorilla Destiny won it with the 17 minutes. But it shows that Rapongi Vice could be the next team that may move up and give the Gorillas of Destiny a run for their money. Also, um, the next match was Jeff Cobb when uh, New Narita versus Ishii and Shota Uno. Um, this match was the beginning. It was great because uh, Ishii and Jeff Cobb will be meeting each other this Saturday coming up, July 13th. Um, and it will be uh, something to look at because Ishii and Jeff Cobb, two heavy hard hitters, they went at it in the beginning of this tag team match. And at the end of the match, which uh, Jeff Cobb and his team won, but with the tours of the islands again on Uno. And um, at the end of the match, Ishii and Jeff Cobb continue to brawl inside the ring. Security had to come in, separate them. That's something to look forward to. Um, then it was the Jay White and Chase Owens against Hiroshi Goto and Yashihashi. Um, that match was pretty good too. At the end, Goto looks great, man. He looks like he's been working out. He's been in shape. He's in the dojo. He looks cut up. He looks different. Um, so he looks like he's gonna be a run for the money in that um, in the B block, and he's gonna give people a hard time. He looks he looks well conditioned. Um, he beat um, gave the G, uh, GTR to Chase Owens for the win for Goto and Hashi beat uh, White and Owens. It looks like the Bullet Club is getting the short end of the stick in Japan lately. I, I don't understand that um, they're not pushing them strong. They don't look strong. I remember Bullet Club was a strong team. I don't understand why they don't look good at this moment. Also, um, so then we had a six-man tag where we had Juice Robinson, Jushin Thunder Liger, and Toriano versus L.I.J., Bushi, Naido, and Shingo. Um, this match was pretty good. Shows that um, Liger still has it. Um, Toriano came in the ring kind of late. Um, you know, did his little comedy stint. He pretty good. And at the end, it kind of shocked me because I thought L.I.J. was going to win this match. But um, Yano, Liger, and Robinson won that match. And it looks like Robinson's going to be going at him and Shingo going to meet up in the first round. Um, Yano won by doing a 30 tactic by hitting um, Bushi in the nuts. And the referee didn't see it. He rolled them over and pinned them. The A block started and the first match was Lance Archer. Lance Archer looks different. His look is different. As you all know, they're no longer the Killer Elite squad in Japan since David Boy Smith Jr. decided to leave. And now he's in Major League Wrestling with the New Heart Foundation with Teddy Hart. Um, so they, he's no longer in Japan. He was not satisfied with Japan. So now uh, Lance Archer is doing his own thing. He looks different, has a new um, wrestling hole, the claw. Um, he doesn't use it for to make you submit. Pretty much, it's just to weaken you so he can use his move. He, he, him, and Will Osprey went at it. Uh, this was a great match. Will Osprey again showing how strong he is and why he is the best wrestler 
in the world right now. He's the hottest wrestler right now. Yes, Seth Rollins, he is the best wrestler in the world. Since you wanted to call him out on on Twitter, you know. So um, yes, he did pretty good, even though uh, Osprey lost. But um, they these guys did everything. At one point, um, Osprey jumped over the top rope to hit um, Lance Archer with a body press, and he got caught. And Archer pretty much chokeslammed him into a table outside. Um, this was a mid-match, and the match was pretty good. It was great. Uh, I loved it. I mean, it was good. New Japan never disappointed me when they got their matches. So their matches are hard-hitting, strong style, the way I like it. Um, the next match was Evil versus Balak Fale. Balak Fale, um, he, again, looks like he's he was not in shape. This guy has be sweating bullets the minute before he even enters or makes him move in the ring. He did not look in shape like he did last year. Um, but, you know, he's a strong guy. He could he goes out there. He was with Evil. He was another one. Evil started off, like, strong. He came out of the gate and swinging at Bad Life Valley because he knew well, he had, Bad Life Valley is no joke. Um, these two went hard-hitting, whatever, the ending of the match. Uh, the referee crashed against uh, Bad Life Valley. Evil then decided to go grab a chair, wrap the chair around um, Balak's neck. Grabs another chair to try to swing for the fences. By the time he went to swing for the fences, by luck, already taking off the chair, threw the chair at Evil's face. He wrapped the same chair around Evil's head, and he swung for the face, the fences, and he pretty much um, hit uh, Evil with the chair. Then he grabbed Evil and and finished him off with the bad luck fall, which is a variation of a sky hole type of thing. But it's a little worse. He throws him, landed messed up. So, bad luck for that wins that match. Sonata versus Zack Sabre Jr. That match was great because this match was more of a submission hold. A lot of uh, um, mat wrestling. You know, Zack Sabre Jr. is a submission master. So, but this match made me realize how good Sonata is because I thought Zack Sabre Jr. was going to win. I mean, Zack Sabre Jr. has dominated G1 Climax. He won the World Cup last year. This guy's a submission master. And Zack Sabre Jr. lost. Um, Sonata beat him in a roll-up, which is shocking. And Sonata gets two points. Zack Sabre Jr. was pissed off. Got the referee, put him in an on-lock, made the referee tap like 20 million times. And it was funny. It's funny to me. And the next match was Kota Ibushi versus Kenta. And that was a match that I was looking forward to. As you well know, Hitel Tommy was in NXT well known as Kenta. And he is he is letting everybody know his expression about his five years with WWE. He said he hated it. Who doesn't hate it? So but Kode Bushi and Kenta, that was a great match, a lot of striking, a lot of uh, more like a shoot wrestling type of thing. Um I had a feeling Kenta was the most stronger guy of the two um and he he ended up um giving ibushi the gts to go to sleep and he ended up pinning, pinning ibushi the next match a classic has always been a classic between kasusuko okada versus hiroshi tadahashi these two when they wrestle it goes 20 25 minutes this match again another classic um cause okada beat tadahashi with the rainmaker after the match and after the event in the press conference uh, with Okada, some reporter, I don't know who he was, but came out of nowhere and asked Okada that 
he performed so well that he had to because there was another company that he did an excursion with was doing the show tomorrow and this is why he had to perform at that level he said yes then after that they cut off from the proud post interview and went back to kevin kelly my thing is the reason they did that was one because impact right now is negotiating with axs for a spot in the programming because they're trying to get out of the pursuit channel contract they're not getting no views because it's nobody not everybody has that channel so for i think this is the reason why they cut off real quick because again g1 climates from dallas was being broadcast through axs and when they asked that question you know who would expect that so yeah i have this is my theory of why they cut off the post interview because it was a long 15 20 minute post interview until that guy asked that question anyways but the event itself g1 climbing was pretty good um it could have been better but you know i mean i don't think it could have been better i think there should have been more in the crowd that the arena was empty um i think new japan keeps dropping the ball when it comes to promoting their shows in america you have to put it on tv put it on radio put everything you need to so you can bring people in they're not doing it so it's kind of a shame that they're not um promoting their shows right but you know wwe you know trolls are gonna try to point that out but new japan is still better than wwe any day of the week my opinion we'll be right back and we're back and the next now that we have spoken about the new japan show we're gonna go to anniversary from last night last night um i didn't even get to see the first match which was at tj tj peep and willie mack trey miguel some other guy anyway but uh, i heard willie mack won that match so i wasn't even i wasn't able to watch that but i saw this three-way the three-way impact wrestling title match between lax uh the rascals and the north that match was pretty good a lot of high impact move uh, the end uh, the north won and retained the belts now you're wondering wait a minute how did they retain the belts but friday lax lost the belts to the north um in a show called something brewery and they lost the belts so that goes to show you that lax may be leaving maybe leaving tna very soon. I know their contract is up August, so I know they're not resigning with with TNA. They're gonna move on, and most likely they're going to AEW. There's a little birdie in my ear that says they are going to AEW, and AEW is seeming um, very interesting. So is WWE, but they're not coming to WWE. I'll be surprised they show up at WWE, end up in NXT or something, but they're gonna get destroyed there. So, but anyway, but LAX, uh, the North one that retained the belt, but one mental note here was that santana got hurt doing a, a spot when he was in the second second row and i believe um ethan page hit him with a forearm and uh, santana fell down to the floor but landed awkwardly and there's somewhere awkwardly on his leg or his knee he kept saying he did not want no stretcher and that he did not want we carry on the stretches so he got helped out by Ortiz and other wrestlers tickets to the back so that match was kind of 
crazy. The women's match, the full way between uh, Rosemary, uh, Sue Young, uh, Jessica Havoc, and Tyler Vachary, that match showed me that the women's division in TNA or Impact, whatever you want to call it, is stronger than any other division that I've seen in any other wrestling promotion. Now, these women went all out. It was a full way. Anything goes. Um, it was a monster ball match. And these women took a beating. Because somewhere in the match, Valkyrie went and um, Tower of Doom powerbombed Rosemary and Sue Young into a ladder in the ring. These women, I don't know how the hell they survived that. It was crazy. At one point, Rosemary brought in um, some thumbtacks and spread it over on the ring. Uh, she got hit by Valkyrie fell down Valkyrie grabbed her head and pounced her head on the thumbtacks in the ring I was like oh god then Jessica Havoc grabs uh, Sue Young and Tombstone Power Driver from the second rope into the thumbtacks and it looks like Jessica Havoc was going to win the match but then all of a sudden you see a chair flying out of nowhere it was Valkyrie hitting Jessica Havoc in the head and she ends up getting the pin it was a great I mean it really surprised me it really really surprised me on how good these women from impact wrestle they right now they got to be the number one as far as the wrestling um roster is um so anyway so we'll be right back after this um i got more to talk about and from slantiversary so stay tuned and we're back and the next match was Johnny Impact versus Rich Swan. I was happy to see Rich Swan being the X Division champion. That guy went through hell. I know he was in WWE a couple of years ago. He got caught up with some domestic domestic violence issue. He got let go. He's been in Impact for a while, you know, doing his thing. I mean, I, I appreciate what he does. And him and Johnny Impact, that match was pretty good. It did some high spots. They did some um so crazy I know um Johnny Impact he's um for a big guy for a big guy um he does a lot of great moves um Johnny Impact did the Spanish fly from the top rope then he did it he did the Spanish on the top rope grabs wrist swam and does another Spanish fly standing up it's just crazy but it goes to show you what these guys are uh, willing to do to impress the crowd and um at the end Rich Swan beats um, Johnny Impact to retain the um, the X Division title. And then right after that was the match that I've been looking forward to and for a couple of months was Brian Cage versus Mike Elgin. This match was, oh my God, the, the impact, the shots, the clothesline, the power bombs. It, 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 was, it was just nuts. It, these guys went at it. Michael Elgin, which he was much smaller than than Brian Cage, did a lot of moves. And he, this guy, he, I'm surprised he left New Japan. New Japan did not uh, take advantage of his uh, services while he was in New Japan. They, they kind of like used him for stupid shot. He only had like a one title run for, I believe, was the uh, IWGP Intercontinental title. And I think he was never open weight. But his thing there was not that great. And he kind of impressed me in this match against Brian Case. Um, at the end, he went for Elgin Bomb. And 
I thought he was going to pin Brian Cage and Brian Cage reversed it on the roll up and pinned Elgin. Elgin decided after the match to attack Brian Cage. Don Callis, uh, he goes up to Don Callis with the bell in his hand. He grabs Don Callis, throws him in the ring. He's about to do something to him. All of a sudden, this guy with a hood and a black mask shows up and gores um, Michael Elgin. Now, it is obvious you knew who that was with the gore. It was Rhino. Rhino ended up showing up, but then he see his face. But he had a black mask. You know that was Rhino. So, so Rhino's in TNA. So then the last match was the Tessa Blanchard versus Sammy Callahan. That match was a match that I pretty much say it was pretty good because um, the the fact that AEW said that they will never put an intergender match in their programming pretty much shows that they're going to be missing out because girl like Tessa Blanchard is is no joke and she showed the last night when she fought Sammy Callahan and she took bumps and she took spots that I was like you know what I gotta give this woman credit Sammy Callahan pretty much protected her in those impact those high impact spots but she took a beating I mean at one point he put on the STF and she had to crawl to that ring and I thought he broke because he looked so big on top of her and she she's a trooper listen tessa blanchard right now is the best woman wrestler in the world right now i don't care what anybody tells me you can talk about the ronda rousey you can talk to me about sasha banks and you can talk to me about becky lynch and other bullcrap tessa blanchard is no joke if your people don't understand this y'all got issues this woman comes from a from a pedigree of wrestlers her grandfather was a wrestler joe blanchard and her father's Tully Blanchard, wrestler. This girl showed her the true colors last night, and she showed it when her and Sam, uh, Sammy Callahan went at it. Sammy ended up power driving her. It, it, I don't know how she took the power driver she took at the end of this match was crazy. I'm surprised she don't have a broken neck today. And that, I got to give her respect. Sammy Callahan wins the match, but at the end of the day, she showed her true colors, and I cannot wait. To what's gonna happen, and now I want to watch. Really want to watch the fallout of Snyderversary. My last um, comments about this, in my opinions, right now, the number one spot right now WWE has it because AEW has not started. But New Japan is number two. AEW is number three because they haven't started. Number four right now is TNA, and they comes Ring of Honor. Now you say, wait a minute, but Ring of Honor. You know, Ring of Honor got better wrestling. No. Ring of Honor, as of late, their show has been garbage. Um, the best in the world, as I said last week, was only 10 minutes long between Matt Taven and um, and Jeff Cobb. They kind of buried Jeff Cobb, but not understand what it did that since Jeff Cobb went to, had to go to Japan since he represented Ring of Honor for the G1. So, but now they have Matt Taven go at it with Jay Lethal and Alex Shelley for Mayhem. But right now, number four spot belongs to TNA. TNA continues to do what they're doing. Even though they may lose Killer Cross, they may lose. Um, as a matter of fact, I forgot to say about the Killer Cross match. The Killer Cross, uh, Killer Cross and Eddie Edwards went at it. I think that was the third match, and Killer Cross ended up losing because that was the first blood match because Eddie Edwards put a broke the candlestick in half and grabbed one piece and put it down his throat. He was bleeding from all over his mouth. That match was crazy also. They took they took a lot of bumps. But if Killer Cross leaves, 
LAX leaves. Yes, that's going to be a major hit. But that group of wrestlers in the TNA locker room, they're well-knit group. Because, look at think about it. They know they've been fighting a lot of battles the last five years. When Dixie Carter obliterated that company and left them almost without no money. Okay, you're going to see this guy show the world. This is what we're all about. We're going to entertain you. If you like it, if you don't, we're still going to be here. I got to get a lot of credit to Impact. Even though Impact, I was the first one criticizing them because they were bringing in old ECW guys. You know, like I didn't mention the 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 um, the RVD versus Moves because the RVD versus Moves was garbage. I, I don't see why RVD should. RVD looked slow. He looked old. He looked. But if they continue doing what they're doing, I see them doing number four spot and ring of honor is going to stay left behind they gotta do something listen i don't i don't want any wrestling company to go out of business because it's great a lot of wrestling you get to talk about it you get to enjoy it you get to see matches and you'll see but right now ring of honor wwe those two companies right now are disarray they're not showing good matches what's gonna happen we'll see after SummerSlam where it stands september we'll see where it stands after the all out after the Royal Palace or whatever it is that New Japan is doing and then annexing UK, where is going to stand? And we will find out. Anyway, thank you for listening to this podcast. Again, this is Ultimate One Wrestling Report. And I am live from New York City. My name is Ultimate One. And like I said, I have a YouTube page. You can see YouTube channel called Ultimate One Wrestling News with video contest of all my stuff. I have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, same Ultimate One Wrestling News, supporting, support that. Hopefully, you know, you get to see more stuff as time go by. Support this podcast, Ultimate One Wrestling Report. I'll be giving you all kinds of stuff as soon as news comes in. This is just kind of long because I was two shows in one. I wanted to get rid of that so I don't have to deal with it. Probably in a couple of days, I'll do another podcast, but I hope you enjoy it support this podcast ultimate one wrestling news and i will see you soon